0: Good morning. Hello! Episode number... 57! 57. 57. 56 was my favourite number, do you know why? Because... You'll it's... never guess. Actually, you will never guess, it's so arbitrary. It's <coughs> the number of your first house. No. Why is it your favourite Try again. Number? No. Go on, one more. Okay, it's the highest percentage score you ever got in a test. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. No, No, um, when we were in America, in Boston, mm-hmm. channel 56 used to show all the cartoons. Hey! So the 56 must have a very semiotic it does, resonance with so get up you. on Saturday morning. My parents would say, you can go and watch television on Saturday morning instead of waking us up. And so I would go to the little television room, which funnily enough, it was upstairs. Mm. And, of course, the old-fashioned American televisions with VHF on them and mm-hmm. tune it in and watch Channel 56. And I remember there was Maya, bizarrely Maya the Bee and Smurfs and the Brady Bunch also on that particular time. Of course... Being young, didn't realise that I was watching stuff that was kind of 30, already 30 years old. Oh, right, yes. So um, to me it was just, oh, they just made this new programme for me. It was an interesting retrospect, <laughs> thinking that I was watching really old stuff. Gilligan's Island. Yes. All those things which you hear mentioned in the Zeitgeist, but you don't know what they are. I had that window to actually go. get them lodged in, so now I get the jokes on Family um, Guy and you don't. I kind of know enough about Gilligan's Island and Here I Love Gilligan's Lucy Island, and all these shows. Never watched I Love Lucy, That's awful. Um. The. <clears throat> Come now! Don't try your retrospective no, justification. No, I'm not. That's Hitler. Well, Um, the. I'm not justifying. I love Lucy. I was something you were you saying. And i it, wanted justifying so? uh, i was sh- justifying Hitler. Sure, but yeah, not um, I love Lucy. No, I mean no, because I said you, no. I love Lucy. I never watched. It. It's terrible. He said. Um, the... No, there was it... something you said before that I wanted to comment on. I was on. singing the Gilligan's Island theme. No, too. it was before that. And well, was the Gilligan's Island. Someone, Might be the Smurfs, the oh, Brady Bunch? Oh, when you said about not knowing how old things were. When I was a kid, watching Dad's Army was immensely confusing. As far as I could tell, it was made during the Second World War. Mm. That's the only thing that made sense to me. Especially the ones that were <coughs> black and white. They surely had to... Do you know, what, do you know what's also... Oh, you know the, the theme music, which sounds like it's a Second World War... <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> who do you think you <laughs> are <laughs> kidding? <laughs> if only England? it were. That was made for the theme music of that programme. It's not a, you know, a Second World War song either. Interesting. Which is another, uh, of course, our Now you Americans, you see what it feels like when you start talking about your sitcoms that nobody's yeah. heard of. And yeah, trying stupid to... Americans with faces. Yes. <laughs> Nick, what aren't we discussing today? Well, you can tell. We aren't discussing when... I can't remember how it began. What are we to do with The Scourge? No, it wasn't. What are we to do with the scourge? It wasn't that, that's not right. How are we going to deal with the scourge? The scourge is there. That's true. For how much longer shall we have to put up with the scourge of homosexual adoption? For how much longer, (laughs) yes, should we have to put up with the scourge of homosexual Homosexual adoption? Adoption. There we go. I I assume that's. Is that, a, is that your homo bell? Just pulling it out the bottle from the cabinet of potential rum-doings drinks. And what have we this week? Is it a Cabernet Sauvignon? Is it a particularly lovely little Crujan rum? No. No. It's a green bottle with an eye staring at me. And it looks like a very sober eye, confusing me for an alcoholic bottle. Or is it? Tell me more, Mr. Walker. It's very confusing because the main label on this says Music Inspired Art by Inventory Studio. Uh huh. Which is a strange sentence. Is that, is, that what, is that what we're drinking? That's what we're drinking. Oh, are you drinking a music inspired art inventory it's studio? It's Bex Blue, despite being in a green bottle. Uh huh. Alcohol free lager. Oh dear. <coughs> you can get a free music <coughs> download with this. That sounds inappropriate. In association with play.com. Right, I hope it's DRM encrypted. Oh, me too. Mm. Uh, ingredients water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. So it's basically they took it out of the vat before it could brew. That's right, before it was finished. Shall we try it? Let's try it. Alcohol free. I don't think I've ever had an alcohol free beer. No, I don't think I do have I've had either. No. When you have alcoholism as bad as ours. <laughs> yes. Why would you drink without any exactly. alcohol? In it? Li- liquids without alcohol don't <laughs> get the valuable timeshare space and our, exactly. um, in our ta- tummies. <laughs> Tummy dummies yeah. Right. Pour it in. I shall. Doesn't make much of good noise. I'm going to go. <laughs> <'cause laughs> it made that noise when I'd opened it. <laughs> It's alcohol-free, Nick, so you can have as much as you like, even though you're driving. I'm just Ray. not sure that as much as you'd like is going to be very much. Oh, it smells fetid. So, so far, so far, so beer-like. How do you feel about a regular bottle of Bex? I don't like it. How do you feel about? Are there any lagers that you like? If it's very hot and the lager is very cold, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I like. I'm particular. I don't really like Bex. I like or lagers Stella that basically taste or... a bit like sparkling water. I like. Uh, MGD. That's a good lager. It's very hard to find. Oh, it here. smells. It smells like a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Smell like yeast, no. It smells like yeast. That's what it smells like. It does smell. Like Are good. you ready? And the yeast hasn't done its a job yet. It's just Are you ready? Been, it's living. It still. looks like lager and it foams like lager. It's it smells a good like. Impression smell, of lager. Smells like a bread batter, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is basically what it is. <laughs> it's yeast and water. <laughs> <Yes>. and- <laughs> mm. Oh, now that's awful. It tastes hollow. It's like drinking the outside of a liquid. How evil. Oh, it's awful. This wouldn't be a uh, good to anyone. It's empty. It's like drinking emptiness. That really is. empty crushed paracetamol. Oh, it has. It has. It's got the flavour of uh, dissolvable paracetamol to it. That nasty. So if you, if you dissolve paracetamol mm-hmm. in the dishwater. Which you'd use to clean the bowl that contained your bread batter. This is what it would taste like. <laughs> That's right. Mm mm. We recommend that you buy Beck's alcohol free blue bottle beer. <laughs> if, you, if, yeah. if you're if you a masochist. For whom is alcohol free beer? Alcoholics who like to still drink beer. But isn't that, wouldn't that be incredibly harmful if you're an alcoholic to drink something that is an awful lot like the thing you can't stop Maybe drinking? Maybe for making shandies. That might work in a shandy. If you add a little probably. bit into a lemon shandy, it would be all right. Maybe. It could work. Is it for people who can't stop drinking and have to drive that day so have done the only thing <laughs> they can to get the closest they're able? Maybe by the time they reach that level, they won't tell. Podcast at rumdoings.com if you can let us know. If you drink alcohol-free beer. Yeah. What was it that Billy Connolly used to advertise? Um, whores. <laughs> was, it, was it whores? Yes. Try... Chai horse. Three horse. Oh, What's that Pakistani accent? <laughs> it's not. It, the law still hasn't come in. It's true. It's so April second. We, we get to do that still, even though we're safe. To. We don't have to anymore, but we still. That's get to. true. Yeah. I like doing one word. My imp- favourite thing is one word impressions. For oh, Billy no. Connolly, it's Luke. Can you do a Ronnie Cor- I can do a Ronnie Corbett one word. Go on. really- <laughs> Producer. <laughs> that was terrible. That what? was worse than my Billy Gunnley. <laughs> you, you try and do a one word impression of. I can do two. It's a, two words as one of Richard Madeley. Go on then. Welcome back. I can do two words as one. For yes. who's this? Now then. That's m- amazing. <laughs> Next, you'll do Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarrely, my young brother, when he was young and he, he did a Margaret Thatcher impression, mm-hmm. he got into his head that the thing that Margaret Thatcher would be constantly saying was this, uh, The Shakespeare! <laughs> and that was the impression. That was the impression. And did everyone humour him? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, the Shakespeare! <laughs> and there's Margaret Thatcher, because that's all <laughs> that's she what ever what said. about. That, Margaret that said. is Margaret Thatcher. That's all she ever said. was obsessed with it. <laughs> I think also he also did uh, Princess Anne mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> that was it <laughs> that's really. good uh, of course and, but his best impression was welcome back Cicilla Black yeah what's your name and where did you come from <laughs> he used to go around the house saying it all the time <laughs> until he was killed yeah sadly tragically killed in a Silla Black accident yes remember Silla Black she was on telly all the time now she's been dispatched She's been. She's. She's too old. I Assume she's and, and on satellite or something. I don't know. Last time I saw her, she'd swollen up quite significantly. <laughs> yes, maybe she had a, injections. But she's too fat for TV now. <laughs> too. too. Well, she must be very, very old. She must be. I mean, she always looked too old when she was doing Brian Days in the eighties. I couldn't stand anything that she televised because she was on because it was just ghastly television. Yeah. But she always seemed as as horrible as it was to sit listen to her saying Laura, Laura, <laughs> Laura, Laura, <laughs> Laura, 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 Laura. Um, she didn't seem like she was probably quite a nice person you think, well, it was very hard to resent her even even when she was promoting the Conservative Party did she do that? she was one of those you know, the oh I didn't know that now yeah, I've no. changed my mind about yeah her. exactly sadly oh that's a shame I hate all people who are with or associated with the Conservative Party as, a, as in general this mm-hmm. entirety do you make exceptions? no so you hate Martin I hate Martin I hate everyone who's ever been involved in the party in all forms because they are all exclusively evil Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to think of ways to argue. <laughs> um, um, no, no, no mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. probably about right. Sounds fair. And Republicans. And Re- of course, Re- 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 Republicans. All Republicans are, are evil. Alcohol-free beer has gone straight to my head. Yes. All Republicans are evil. I'm drinking decaffeinated coffee and alco- alcohol-free <laughs> beer. Oh, I live such an empty life. So, so denatured and denuded, alienated from your inner demons. I made a terrible mistake with... Uh, decaffeinated coffee I discovered you, one added, that's to, you added caffeine to no, it no I discovered a better one <clears throat> that I used to get the the Waitrose Peruvian mm-hmm. decaf which is the only supermarket brand of yeah. decaf that's strong yes. and worth getting and then I discovered that Starbucks uh, espresso decaf bre- uh, bags are better And well, you like their espresso es- <laughs> they cost a pound more so it's costing me even more money now for my habit you don't have any Nestle products I wish I hadn't told the Harold Bishop story on the podcast before because I love telling that story the Espresso story you did mention I know people complained when we talked about Neighbours oh that was different that was different wasn't it? we should talk about Neighbours some more (laughs) (laughs) that'll scare away our last remaining can you imagine if you met a man in his 30s who said to you I don't think that's the audience I don't think that Susan Kennedy was attractive what would you think to him These days we, despite the topic of the programme, we are much more tolerant to gay people. Oh, I forgot about the gays. Although I don't... No, I didn't. I fully include them. (laughs) A hundred percent. Heterosexual and homosexual. A homosexual homosexual should still be able to tell what an attractive woman is. Absolutely. And fancy her. And you should be. I think she crosses the boundaries of sexuality. Well, you should be able to tell what an attractive man is of course. And fancy him. Indeed. Yeah. Which men do you fancy? Come on. Out with it. Who would you not mind giving a little bit of a smooch to? You've know, asked this before, and I try to think, but as soon as it gets anywhere near smooching, I just become a little bit icky, like like with marzipan, you know. It's funny, even isn't? even if the cake's lovely around it, the fact that the marzipan's there just causes problems. I mean, I think that what what I do find interesting is that. What you said, you know, we said, oh, well, she, in all seriousness, you said, well, a, a homosexual man should know what an attractive woman is. I'm not sure that's true because well, no. I often see women who uh, go absolutely crazy over certain men and I can't see. Absolutely, well, what the, yes. What the hell do you see Bewildered in Bewildered by in it. Him? Yes. So I don't think I would be a very good judge of what would make an attractive man to a homosexual gentleman oh, homosexual or even gentleman. to a lady. But I think it must be the But cliche. I think Susan Kennedy is different. She crosses all boundaries. So S- Susan Kennedy but I mean no but for for gentlemen I assume I just think of the cliche things. I mean the sort of the Brad Pitts and those just generally yes. clean, cut, um, well defined body. The sort of person of whom you can be envious. But do you know if you are, most girls will lie about things like Brad Pitt. So you say but you obviously fancy prep it. Oh no, he doesn't really do it. For me. That, obviously he does, otherwise he wouldn't be the most famously sexually attractive man on earth. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's that, that's clearly not. Just, stop this! Not pretending yeah, Susan, you're not. A Susan, Susan to Kennedy was universally a, a universal tra- like a universal solvent. You know, yes, some things only dissolve uh, ionic, some mm-hmm. things only dissolve covalent but she dissolved. Everybody in exactly. her Radiance. But. And it is my understanding that she, she was of the homosexual persuasion. herself. she is a lesbian, yes. Which is very sad for all of me. Yes. <laughs> because I was hoping, well, you know, one day. Well, you might see her in an attractive video. You we'd hold hands with each other in a park. Does Laura know this? Well, she'd be finding out if she listens now. Yes. That if Susan Kennedy. Not the actress who plays her, not sick. <laughs> if Susan Kennedy. <laughs> yes. Were to approach me <laughs> and try I, to teach you your Shakespeare, yeah. your Laura. Shakespeare. Laura would be thrown aside like yesterday's coffee dregs jettisoned. <laughs> exactly. Laura, her desk would be cleared. Laura, I am pressing the eject <laughs> button. She'd disappear down a trapdoor and never be seen yeah. again. And then you would be with Susan Kennedy, not the Absolutely. lady. Not the lady who plays her because that would be weird. What is the name of the lady? Who plays I don't know. I can't remember. Susan Kennedy, I think. <laughs> Susan Kennedy. <laughs> that's, right. that's her real name. <laughs> who plays Susan Kennedy? She and she is the mum of that guy off of House. Yes. Hmm. So for your for our American viewers, um, Billy from Neighbours, as he's called. Yeah. Billy from Neighbours, as your was <laughs> That you. It will explain. There's a strange credit for the character for the actor's name, Billy from Neighbours. Yes. Billy from Neighbours. Yes. Um, mm wouldn't be there today were it not for, for Susan, not for Susan Kennedy. Kennedy oh my goodness how wonderful would it be if his mum showed up on the show because we've seen his dad in the first I think second series or something oh, if yeah. her, she and she turned up playing his mum that would be such a wonderful thing oh that should happen why not I really, it really should happen but it won't because they just don't have the wit they don't have the amount. Imag- well, that program does. The people behind House said that if they realise they're going to get cancelled, they will go crazy. They've promised they'll have aliens, they'll have <laughs> ghosts, they'll do it. If they know they're getting going camp they they'll break. They'll jump as many sharks as they can, which is good news. My parents are very into House at the moment. They mm-hmm. went on holiday recently and made us lend them a box set of Series Two. Okay. They could watch it every day while they were on holiday. They just had a House marathon. So it's, it's nice to find things that old people like. Old people. Yeah. I bought my mother season one of House on DVD But I think her inability to use a DVD player oh, yeah. She's never watched it Well that's very cruel of you Yes it's true I mean it was many years ago I bought that And I think she'd love it if she'd watched it everybody, everybody loves House well, you'd, have to, you'd have to be mad not to love House Would you trust somebody who didn't? I think there'd be something wrong with it. They'd be wired up wrongly you know? Yes probably I'd imagine someone like Brian Burford she intellectual, probably <laughs> Doesn't like House Can't just pick on people no, but he's the sort of person. Does he if, listen? Do you yeah, know if he listens? Of course he doesn't. No? No, of course not. We've never talked about Bemley ever. And we shan't. No, I think we should. Not now. This is the Bemley no. episode. No, I can feel it in my in my juices. Well, I'm not talking, so you know you're gonna be having a monologue. You're still on Bemley though, aren't you? You're gonna have a monologue, aren't you? I shall. Back in the olden days. Oh for goodness sake. Ninety eight, ninety seven? Yeah. Um Channel four forums. We talked about this briefly. Yes. Uh in our the History of Dick and John episode. Mm. Wow, that was a fascinating episode. I believe that episode is now stored in the uh, the British Museum. And uh, and in the Library of Congress. And Indeed, interestingly enough. Mm. Um, I be- I've i done this joke before, but I'm doing it again. I believe that it is stored underground in France, as the measure by which all other podcasts are measured. And yet, oddly, even though it's been kept in ideal situations, it's shrinking every year. It's awful, isn't it? It's terrible news. And so we started this mailing list, the Brass Eye mailing list, hence Benley. Which went t- off-topic within a, what, about three emails, mm-hmm. um, and never went back. And stayed off-topic. And it had about 100 subscribers at its peak. Yes, and it's probably got about 30. I don't know now, and uh, it was a, ho- a hostile place, to say the least. <laughs> you couldn't exactly go in there. It was so lovely when new people would sign up, because we had the Glebe Thrift Funnel, which was yes. a very popular if website at sign the time. Up side? And we'd link to it <coughs> there, so that's how people would find it's- out about it. It, it, uniquely it was a place where there was really no censorship at all that's right I don't think there's anywhere else on the internet that's quite like that I don't think well I know other the, people the, the the topics that were discussed I mean, other people have told me of places that they had were, that were similar in the rape, same rape, way rape, yeah. the rape 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 comments and things like that which were a little strange G-A-Y-E of course mm. um, so yes we, as I, it developed a subculture in its own sub language. yes um to the point where we were such a clique that outsiders wanting to come in had to have such a terrible fight to get through, and we do everything we could to make them undub. Uh, um-dub, the umdub drive. Undub drive. Come what tantrum out copyright. There. <laughs> All these things which nobody knows. This is so, this is why I told you this is so self indulgent, is, isn't it? A Gaye is quite. Um, is. Well, the whole thing, um, F- and the difference between foye, the difference between a rapist and a raper. A raper oh, is a rapist with a touch of humour. <laughs> I forgot that one. Who <laughs> was that? Simon, someone? <laughs> Simon Hundlebeast. Simon Hundlebeast. Oh dear. Oh, those are the days. Nobody but, else here wants to know about No, that, but that's so. the thing, but everyone, the, the difference is I think a lot of people had something similar in the late 90s. The in, when the internet was going through its punk phase. Exactly. And I think a lot of people have memories of this. Um, and now with. But that was. No, but that does betoken a very important point. Mm-hmm. The reason that one could have such silly and unfettered communication was that it was running on a mailing list unmediated yes. by any third party there was no walled garden no. we were wandering no. around the commons in our own merry band so the only way you could receive the emails is if you subscribed yeah but also to receive the emails. There, there was no overarching party no. these days web most people use web forums or something like facebook all of which mummy and, and daddy are always watching mm-hmm. so what's interesting is that the next this current generation Of internet users Doesn't know what it's like Not to have someone Breathing down your neck It's true And with something like Bemly It was self-policing as well Yes So we didn't need An authority to say This topic is not to be discussed Because if someone came in And was being Um Well I was going to say foul But that's generally That what the Foul people span off into Another mailing list Uh Spunk TV spunk TV spunk Which um which was kind of where the concentrated foulness went to. Yes. Which made more sense. But the foul wasn't the issue. But when people came in and were banal boring, yeah. or stupid, they were filtered out instantly because everyone would, would be awful to and them until undri- they went away again. They would undumb drive. They would good. undub drive immediately. But that's I mean it's like everybody's been taken off the common land and put back in their little Yes. In their little yes. playground. You're all <laughs> serfs. S E R Fs, not yes, of course, not S U R Fs, you illiterate idiots. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Go and learn some history. Learn about the Enclosure Acts. Do you think that Bemley was now for you? Bemley must be an interesting thing because for me, and I look back at Bemley, it was very important to me in terms of friendships that I now have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, this would we wouldn't know each other if it no. weren't for the for Bemley um, and Nor Martin and many other nice people that yeah. I met via it. Um, but in the end it was so harmful for me to be honest and it was so awful. Toward the end, nine years in. I think you're there were some no, people on there who were such ghastly human. Incorrect bins. incorrect. You were just broken. No, I don't you think were. so. No, you were really you were. I think it's people are, like Des Oh Des is gone. No, this I'm talking about. That oh Des did pop up onto your blog the other day. He, he did, did, didn't he? Yes. Mm. To throw around his throw his, uh, his significant weight around. <laughs> yeah. Um then um, and there was that awful David V guy from America. they gone. As no, well. no, I'm sure they've gone now. I'm sure it's lovely now. But at that time, it was just such. I was coming so miserable from it that my housemate said to me, "Why don't you just not read it?" And I went, "But I've read it for nine years. I kind of have to." And then mm. realised I didn't. And so, well, far, you're going to come back now, so that's all right. Do you remember when I subscribed for one email? <laughs> yes. That was fun. People were very excited to see you again. Robert Morgan was very happy, and it oh. was very sad to see you gone oh that's sad but you must have a very different perspective on it because without it you wouldn't have a daughter yes she, she owes her life <laughs> that's right to Simon Hundleby <laughs> what a horrendous thought well she owes her life to Chris Morris I suppose that's true Everyone gets to the root of it yeah yes if you see him again you must tell him that when uh, 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 um, oh my goodness my brain just stopped when Ellie <laughs> Gibson of Eurogame of fame mm-hmm. um, where interviewed the Pythons the first thing she told them was that she only existed because of them because it was her her father her father's TV had broken, so he <coughs> asked her mother, whom he didn't know at the time, "Can I come round your house to watch Flying Circus?" And, the next, and they knew they weren't just watching flying. They weren't circus. exactly. They and were so, in their own flying. <laughs> and so they the made. Circus. They eventually married and made Nellie, um, and so she thanked them for her entire existence. So you must one day Judith must do the same to Chris Morris. Yes, and then she must say. But I stop my thanks in around 2001. <laughs> yes, when you turn rubbish. My thanks comes to an end. When you turn rubbish. When you stop making anything worthwhile. Have you watched Four Lions yet? No, I haven't. Nor have I. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I know! Can you imagine five years Gosh. ago or ten years ago? No, not five, ten years ago. Can you imagine. Ugh, this new Cross Morris thing. Oh, I can't bother <laughs> I think it was his appearance on The IT Crowd. Oh, but just God, that was just it. doing the worst impression of CJ from the seventies Reggie Perrin I've <laughs> ever seen, yes. with his endlessly cycling accent. I've no idea what accent he thought it was he was doing, but no. it kept changing. Just Saying these, all I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> like that show, but I find it incredibly it's a terrible poor. program. Yes. And and just spouting these horrible bad lines is oh, as opposed to good bad lines horribly bad. I meant to say, but yes, as mm. opposed to horribly good. <laughs> Don't suck teabags Nick It's disgusting So yeah It is odd to think that It's so strange to think s- Fanboys it's... would turn into We turned against him turning, I suppose it is I suppose that's what happens in the but It's funny we didn't turn against him For selling out or anything no. like that We turned against him For being rubbish For turning into a rubbish For making Nathan Barley Yeah that's where it started going That around. was the Because f- watching that Thinking You <gasps> Chris Morris You know we just had The Brass Eye Chris, uh, Peter Geddon special was Which it. was probably the peak of his career. That was it. That was the peak. And then then Nathan Barley. <laughs> it was so bad. With Charlie Charlie Booker. Brooker. who you know, and again, both have gone on to do excellence. I love Charlie Brooker right now. Do um, you? I I do, I love it. I've not seen the ten o'clock show, but I think I love Newswipe and Scream It's the ten o'clock show shows. Charlie Brooker. It's a new Channel Four thing, it's him and Jimmy Carr and Lauren Laverne. I've not watched it. Maybe it's worth watching. Maybe. Maybe. Um but he's um he's he's great And, uh, you know, he's I aspire to be him, basically, so, you know... You're... Not literally, but he started off as a games journalist who's now writing for television. That's what I'd love to be Please doing, let so... let me be on telly. I don't want to write for this infantile rubbish. Don't... I'm not... Don't just copy everything off Richard Herring. Infantile. Your medium is infantile. It is, I was discussing it is this with in its infancy. I was discussing this with a colleague the other day, mm-hmm. and we both agreed that it is infantile. It's in its infancy. No, it's we decided it not in its infancy because it's been going since the late 70s. Um, it's, it's been going for 30 or 40 years. By the 1940s, no, you're right, we had The Wizard of Oz ret- and we had film noir. Now we've got all the same. Gaming is definitely in the special class. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit as if you've got colour film and talkies but they were still showing the stuff that was being shown in 1901. You know, We uh-huh. were still seeing lots of colourful trains pull into station in Bunuel's Paris, and that was it. Moons with weird telescopes coming out their eyes. And if only, and gaming hasn't reached that level yet. It hasn't. Well, no, it has. Gaming absolutely has. It hasn't but reached. mainstream gaming is still very much remedial. Don't um, try and pretend that there's anything other than mainstream <laughs> gaming. It doesn't deserve streams. The only stream it gets is it's, it's in the school it goes, and it gets into the Belm stream. That class, right? What yeah. games have you got on your iPhone that you definitely don't have? I had Railway Thingy.
1: <laughs> did you?
0: Did you enjoy it? I finished it. What about it. Flight Control? No, I don't actually. You should get a flight no, played played like Flight Control. No, I played on other people's. No, I played on other people's phone. You wouldn't stop playing it on my phone. Uh, yeah, but that, that's it. I'm sated. That's what you okay. don't understand. Um, once I, once I get it, mm-hmm. I understand the spiel and I understand the algorithm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I suddenly stop being interested. That's the problem, I guess. That's probably the problem. Whereas you, like a little... No a press, pressing, pressing the little pleasure button. That's right. Constantly getting the exact same... I mean, what we did discuss was... <laughs> the, the problem with, with, with games is it's a, such, a, such a zero-sum game. In that, if you... If I were to become interested in cricket, and I would go out and play cricket, I'd get a bit of fresh air, or I'd get a bit of sun or whatever. If I... Want to learn Latin, which I find like gaming to me. At the end of it, I've got Latin. Mm-hmm. If I want to go jogging and beat my last best pace, yes, I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to feel better about myself. I'm going to be a more rounded individual. With gaming, if you, I you can't if apply. I beat, no, no, that's if, nice I beat if I if I beat the end of end of le- I put in all that mental and emotional energy, and I beat that end of level monster. Mm-hmm. And. It's such a nihilistic experience. You've reached the end of a narrative. You're completely ignoring that it's a narrative. And you've you read books And you watch to... films why without do I changing have to... your life. Why do I have to do a knuckle shuffle to end a narrative? I oh, click, a knuckle click click n- click, n- click, n- click click n- click n- click n- click n- shuffle n- shuffle n- shuffle, click 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 shuffle. I'm happy with games as narratives. Yes. I have to watch other people play them. But why do I need to go through the motions? Literally that's it. With games, you literally have to go through the motions. Well, it depends on the game, doesn't it? And to referring to games as if they're all exactly go the same is Go through very silly. the motions to nowhere, and it's like a flywheel spinning unconditionally. I think you, were you able to get over your prejudices, which I do not believe you ever will, I think you would very much enjoy playing real time strategy games. I think you would very much enjoy. My life is a real time strategy no, it's game. My company is a real time It's very rare that I you organise tanks in the Second World War and such. So oh, forth. for goodness sake. I, I think you would I'm not organising tanks in the Second World War. I have enough strategic things to worry about without worrying about tanks. Thank God other people worried about the tanks in the Second World War and I don't have to. I think you would very Why much enjoy. Why do I need to them. be given that responsibility? <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to be conscripted. You could play as the Nazis, Nick. Oh, just ridiculous. No, I'm ending it all. <laughs> are you? Yes. Gosh, I'm out of a job. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's a trouble. Well, you're a bit pity you didn't do start writing comics or or, or, or television reviews like no. all like all your betters have. That's right. That is es- <laughs> how people have to escape from games journalism. Mm-hmm. Escape from mm-hmm. fa- the squalid. Little well, it room. doesn't pay very well. That's the reason people I escape. What, from I wonder it. why it doesn't pay very well. Because everyone wants to do <clears> it when <throat> they're young. That's why it doesn't pay well. And yet. TV journalism does. Hmm. Everybody wants to do that too. What could it be? I don't know what point you're trying to make. Well, I'm, I'm asking you to analyse. Why does games journalism <coughs> pay so badly? Very few people want to be in TV journalism. And there's, all... oh, and there's almost none of it. So oh, I'm not come. quite sure where you're seeing this TV journalism. Come now. A column in the newspaper and that's your lot. Come now. But well, you said it's paid very well. There's no magazine magazines Charlie Booker, television. Charlie Rooker's paid more than you are. There's magazines about what's going to be on television. Why is Charlie Brooker paid more than you? Because he writes for international newspapers, which pay better. Doesn't write and he makes screens. television for Channel Four. Doesn't and usually reviews, write for reviews. Then. Not when he's doing game reviews. I, know, I imagine he's paid per word no matter what he's writing about. He writes a column for The Guardian, which he's paid per word. He can, they don't he's want written him to about write, games in that column. He has, but most of the time they don't want him to write about You don't know games. what they want him to write about. I do, because he doesn't write about games. The most he, know, he doesn't want to write about games because he spent ten years doing it for PC Zone. And now he's making a lot more money not writing about Absolutely, games. there's no question about that, because he's writing so for newspapers, which are paid better than magazines. Why do people who write gaming journalism make so little money? because it doesn't pay well because it's a very popular medium. If you go into your editor and say I want to be paid a decent wage, they'll say, "Well, look, there's 3,000 people who want this your job." That's the same in pretty much every job. No, it's not. Not in the same way. Not that you can get people you can get young enthusiastic people to write for nothing because they're just so excited to be in the magazine. It's interesting that. They want to it's be. It's interesting in. how commoditized your skill is. The, the inter- any old any old young No, no they never- can't. That's apparently the apparently they can no, you, but just, you, you just said they can no 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 I'm saying there's that many people wanting the job those who can um, there are always new people who can there are always a few people who've applied who they can see have got talent and they can replace just because somebody with. wants to do it doesn't shouldn't mean that it's commoditised to the level where the price the salary goes down everybody wants to be a, a TV presenter that's what the presentocracy is what everybody every little girl now aims for Right. and yet TV presenters are paid well so it, doesn't, it doesn't work not necessarily just because they want if, if it you're on the if cap- you're on the major networks you're paid well but if you're on cable you get paid terrible terrible wages no yes No. I knew, I knew people who worked on cable and it was really horrible wages it's very it's surprisingly low I think it's just because of computer games <laughs> you think it's the games themselves that cause the problem there's a whole infantilisation isn't there there's a, magazine, there's a magazine in the States called Game Informer that sells over 4 million copies a month. Just, it's one of the biggest magazines in the world. It's oh not an God. issue of lack of audience or lack of financial interest. I mean, they, 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 sound, Games like are a, regu- they sound like a very ethical, nice fraternal magazine. Ugh, yeah, well, they're problematic, clearly. The fact that Game Informer Game Informer is owned and only sold by a shop called GameStop that has a near monopoly on game outlets in the U.S. Massive corruption. I mean, they're basically it's not corrupt. Corru- it's they not are, corrupt. There's no corruption. corruption. No, there is. It's just that... Well, not, can you explain what the corruption well, is? Well, you're, you're not to talk about it because it, they this probably is not try, true. they'll probably try and sue you again On the other I have hand, noticed... I don't care whether Game Informer wishes to assume me you so you're to... a bunch of corrupt people name you, their corruption you... name their corruption they're not doing it's anything it's the same corrupt. corruption that stopped uh, that, that in America cinema cinemas used to be owned by film production companies mm-hmm. and laws actually came in to break that up for the same reason so what is that? Now I can see the potential danger of a shop-owned magazine is that how can you trust their reviews? Because if they're selling the mag, the shop wants to sell the games. Why would you say well, you that can't, the game? There's is a bad? massive, there's a massive I'd, conflict. of I've interest I've never read Game Informer's reviews. So I have no idea what they're massively of, like, I no, You don't know that. I, I, I do know that. That. I have no information whatsoever. The economic laws are so strong in that regard that there is no alternative. I don't. I don't believe in miracles. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I've never there read the magazine, s- so the, I the, don't the, know. The conflict of interest is too strong. I would say the conflict of interest is extremely problematic. What's well, too strong? No, it's not problematic. Because what incentive do they have not to? Um, I imagine the the trust of their audience. The audience The reason are, they said st- The audience are children, they don't care. The audience are not children. They are the, they are not they are they men are, in their twenties. I don't care if they're in their twenties or thirties or forties, they're oh, children, they so don't care. Offensive. It's it's not the economists, John. They no, don't it's care. not the Economist, but not the Radio Times. That doesn't mean it's read by children. They don't care. There are the. If you are a gamer to that degree, you're an infant. (laughs) Gamer to what degree? That you're buying a magazine every month. So you're buying a magazine about your interests. That makes you. So if someone is into woodwork and they buy a woodwork magazine, does that make them an infant? If they buy woodwork magazine, and woodwork magazine is owned by a particular model maker. And surprisingly, every month, most of the previews and reviews—you don't know that. You've never read the magazine, and nor have I. You don't know if they I do. do that. You go and find out their average score. You could be right. I'm not saying you're I wrong, agree. but I'm saying you don't know. I'll bet you a thousand pounds I'm right. <laughs> well, I don't know, Dick. Do you a want to take the bet? This. No, I don't. Why not? Because I don't know. In I their don't. No, I've got a thousand pounds to lose. I do know. I, I have enough. I'm faith. a very poorly paid games writer. I have enough faith in inductive reasoning to know. In the same way that I know the sun will rise tomorrow. Now, does that mean that the sun is not going to explode? The, oh, the sun may before. explode, the but I strong, you've done this I before. strong the, enough to be The believe. argument is... Games Informer, if you, come and sue me. Come on, if you, you corrupt bunch of hyenas. <laughs> if, if you... We're not all Let just me. Like, like John was when he pulled the pictures that ah. you threatened to sue him about. Ah. I wouldn't have pulled those pictures. I would have put, it, put up even more pictures and stuck my two fingers up and said, come and sue me. By pulling those pictures, I was able to say what they'd done. That's why it was done. I would have, I would have not pulled the pictures and said what they'd done. But then again, I'm braver than you. Are you braver than me? Yes. Okay. Yep. Argument, Nobody will know what I'm talking the about The argument is Basically, John oh, was, i am just got to explain that. John wussed out when he was I would, I would say legally challenged Somebody sent him a, a mildly threatening email And he wussed out God forbid that, that, that you should be in charge Of the tanks in World War 2 Because as soon as you see trouble You'll be turning back and running back home again That's right, that's what would happen World War 2 and your tanks And yet you think you're good enough to be a sergeant major I do Anyway, so there we are. So, I am prepared to bet you £1,000 here and now that they're corrupt. Are you prepared to take that bet? No, I'm not. And if you let me answer why. You said at the beginning one that I should take the lead in this. Yes, no. take the lead now. I'm going to finish writing this text message to my girlfriend. How rude. I know. Um, if you write reviews that are inaccurate, your readership spends 30 to £50 on a game on the basis of your review then finds it to be incorrect... And their anger with the publication that gave them an inaccurate review is so great that they will react against it. Stockholm syndrome. If you. It doesn't quite apply because you haven't <laughs> been has. taken hostage. In a sense, um, you have. If that's no, the only medium. in any got, sense. Something no. that sells 4 million copies are, basically takes hostage. There are so many different gaming mags in the States. This just happens to be it's the biggest one because it's one sold by. By. by in a very, very clever distribution. Exactly. Model. I think that is a hostage. If they frequently give inaccurate reviews, inflated scores, or things like that, they would lose their audience. I believe that they would lose their their huge audience believe. because they would become renowned for giving inaccurate reviews. Which is the only reason you buy a review magazine. I don't believe. <laughs> Do you not believe in life after love, no. and that is the argument why it is not inherently corrupt to be in it that is. situation. And people are accused. People have accused me and and all my colleagues of corruption. Aren't you on a regular basis throughout my career? No, I've never done. I've never say corruption. the most corrupt thing you've ever done. Now's the time for confession. Just unburden your soul. What's the closest you have got to corruption? Maybe somebody bought you a nice lunch so you weren't quite as nasty as you were going to be. Or because somebody sent you on a nice preview shindig, you you did a preview for something you might have ignored if it were in a brown envelope. What's the closest to corruption? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You must have done something. You're not an angel. You're not Jesus. Are you calling yourself Jesus now, Mr Sacrilegious Man? Yes. yes every I'm man is Jesus. A, Every man is a sinner. I want to hear your sin, my child. Well, no, I just don't think I have. I made very, very early in my career. I made mistakes where I I gave games too high a score, not because of corruption. Because you felt sorry for them. No, because I didn't understand the game and panicked. Right, it was the mistake I made at the beginning of 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 my career. Um, And that was I was I was only 21, and I really had no idea what I was doing. And I made a big mistake that still haunts me to this day. What is that mistake? That was the Force Commander review and anyone who... Do people still talk about it? Yes, her? they do. That, did you give it up 99%? As as I gave it 106%. Now, what did you really give it? 90. It uh, should have been low 80s, high 70s. I think it should have been 40. It shouldn't have been that. It's a. Mu- it's funny, because, because the reaction against the game is so strong, people have much underrated it since. It's actually a better game than people claim. Um... Uh, but uh, so I, I, I overmarked it anyway. That was the beginning of it. It was a horrible, awful mistake, and and and, and it haunts me still ten years on, which is no, more than that, twelve years Will on Will Curen still mention ridiculous. it in the moment? Everyone mentions it. So everyone's favourite go-to thing because they know it makes me forget, feel really embarrassed. So it's the, the favourite thing. The readers know to bring it up. Well, Everyone that, does. Thank you, thank you for telling me about it. No. There you go. Yes, just mention force. <laughs> I was the one person. I was the one person who didn't have it. But as in terms of corruption, now I do. I was once force the, commander. I right? was once. Um, no, I, 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 <clears throat> it's the, the the thing is. Everyone gets accused of corruption all the time. There isn't any of it going on in, in, amongst me. Now I peers. admitted to stealing the star glider novella. You I admitted admit... to the one p fruit pastel theft. So now, what have you done corrupt? I haven't. I just genuinely haven't because. Oh, Mr. White, then. Why? You know, it's not. It's not that. Yes. It's my anxiety wouldn't allow me to. I end up having to fully confess it. I'll well, do that now then. I haven't anything to confess. I would have done it already by now. I genuinely cannot think. Of a, t- of a time. Right. What about that time with the prostitutes? Oh well, that doesn't really count. was well, it? so not corrupt, as much as you did mention them in the review. I, I said in the review that we, <laughs> that we had about the hookers and the and the coke. Suppose, as long as you mentioned, as exactly. long as it's when you don't disclose, that's the problem. Well, that's that's true. That's mm. fun on rock paper shotgun. We have a um, we like to disclose our interests. Kieran, had an, when he was on the site, had an entire page just dedicated to declaration of interest and every game company he's worked for or written about or whatever. And as I said, Kieran is now writing for an X-Man franchise. He's uh, not writing for an annex, he's writing the X Men franchise. No. He's writing Ultimate, um, 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 what's it, Uncanny X Men. Well, whatever he's writing, I, I, I saw the link that you saw, and I saw all the comments, and Ethan said, "Said Oh, good luck, everybody's been absolutely terrible at this until you know <laughs> now. And, oh, this is a poison chalice. Are you sure you can do it? This, this series hasn't been good for the last 15 years. Do you think you can do better? So he's really taking well, on a challenge. Indeed, like all fields, everyone hates the things that they love mm-hmm. uh, endlessly. But yes, it's a big, it's a huge deal. He's writing oh, he's writing Uncanny X Men, which is the main X Men X Men book. He's writing another X Men book, which is his own spin off idea. And he's just announced that he's right, he's going back to writing a Thor book as well. So he's going to be very wealthy soon. I imagine he must be will stinking he be, rich from will, that. Surely will he, give you, will he give you lots of money? Why would he give me any money? Just just old time's sake, just <laughs> oh, old time's sake. <laughs> you say, "Oh, John, are you were a once. He owes me, a John. You were with me at the beginning. I am going to spread my largesse. I don't I don't think. I imagine while he's going to be significantly better paid than I am writing." Some of Marvel's best-selling books, and eventually will I don't think films. he's going to be that famous. I think he will. I think he'll start doing the that. Film. Rich, even that famous, very famous. I think, famous, that I think he will. I think he'll start doing the films. And then he well, won. no, the film, the films is interesting. If someone optioned one of his books, like say,ing someone optioned Phonogram, which is entirely yeah. his book published by Image, yeah. at that point, I think he'd probably get a huge chunk of cash. At of that money. point, you would expect le- yes, at least a, a dinner, le- a good a dinner, a couple of thousand pounds, I'd say, and a good dinner, and a nice dinner out. Yes, that would be reasonable. Yeah, I would agree. Yes, I would agree with that. What if he really struck pay dirt and he became a top Hollywood writer? Then I think, basically, it's pay off John's mortgage time. I think so. I think it's only reasonable. I I mean, I'm obviously one of the most important people in his life... Well, you were. I mean, not anymore. But <laughs> I don't think I ever have. At some you. stage, you were. No, you were. We, we're good stage. friends. We're you definitely helped, good you friends. You helped him through so many sticky moments. I really haven't. You did, and he helped but... you through so many sticky moments. <laughs> sticky moments that time we both got all sticky together. And you saw that was him quite in his, a mo- saw, quite a you moment. You saw him in his nightgown. <laughs> or was that his towel? <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know why that story keeps coming back yeah. to of me. Yeah, yeah. That, the only reason I ever told the story about seeing Kieran in his towel was a, It was a because you got excited. It was because it made me priapic Yes. was because he it was about meeting your hero and it's about you know Kieran, Kieran was... here's somewhere you can hang your towel if you want <laughs> I bought PC Gamer just to read Kieran's stuff and I would read. I, mean, I love PC Gamer, but at the time, but I would. I say at the time it's tall, okay quite good. good My bits, especially. but um, Only your bits, there's no point buying them. Yeah, there's really no point reading no. anything other than My Bits in yeah. PC Gamer. You just may as well just read their back in the shop. Tear open the cellophone, read their back and put it back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, nobody will know. It's not worth reading anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not like anyone ever even looks at the magazines. Yeah. Magazines, they're from the past. <laughs> it, imagine the internet printed on wood. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, old internet printed on wood, but I would buy PC gamer, and then whenever whatever Kieran had re- written, I would read because his name was on it, and then cut to sitting in his flat, seeing him walking around in just a towel, and it's that moment of going from from someone you admired and you didn't know to someone who was just a friend who, who was being you know, rude, who was in his pants, yeah, uh, and wasn't wearing any pants, I imagine. No, it would be odd to go it would around be With the pants pants underneath, and as he was worried, and that was that was what that story was meant to represent. But somehow it's become this strange strange legend. Music, music has become. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yes. And as you are, Kieran walks into the room in a towel, and I look up from the book that I'm reading, and he's there, leaning coyly against the (laughs) doorframe. Hi, John. No. And just slowly loosens the knot. Yes, that's the story now. (laughs) Yes, it is. When we started Rock Paper Shotgun very early on, someone emailed us to inform us. With a link that I don't think any of us ever clicked on to some RPS slash fiction. Oh, we've got to see that. I've never seen it. Oh, I've got to. to <laughs> see you. Can you imagine how awful? Next week movie? on Rome Doings, the audio book. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh God, no! It'd be so horrible. <laughs> oh dear me! Slash fiction for any more innocent listeners who don't know is where you write it tends you to be you imagine your heroes in naughty circles. exactly you tend to, written, you to be predominantly homosexual oh, no, and, and weirdly um, but predominantly written by ladies very often women yeah. writing about the gay relationships between men in yeah. TV shows and so forth yes and um, yes, and the rule 34 of the internet it's says if it exists my joystick. there is porn about it and it's therefore wiggle my joystick which I don't think is that imaginative actually it's a bit Clunk! is that what you just came up with no, Your no that's what they call it, it. It's called wiggle, wiggle my wiggle joystick, joystick. There's the thing a lady would come really up with not a even, even a proper game, gamer <laughs> exactly ridiculous so yes can you imagine having that link and knowing if you click on it you can read someone's fantasy do you still have it I'm going to no, read I it no we don't I still have it I'm someone's read it. fantasy version of my having sex with Kieran, Jim and Alec <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh how awful whom would you do first oh that those three are probably Jim fair enough Plus, I mean, he's easier to get to because he lives near. Exactly. You don't have to. when having to travel halfway across the country just to do something you don't want to do anyway. I fancy him the most as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that bombshell. <laughs> that got quite uncomfortable for me, that one. What? Demanding my corruption. I'm not even corrupt. I'm a good boy. Yeah. I'm a good boy. I'm. Now, I hate very. With the corruption thing, you hissed. St- obviously, there are legendary stories. Yeah. Um, uh, Tomb Raider. Angel of Darkness getting eight out of 10 would be an interesting moment of how on earth did that happen what corruption um, I, would have thought. I don't know if it was corruption I don't know about that one oh, I don't now. know if it was corruption yeah. it could just be uh, you know I gave force Commander 90% people make big mistakes and mm. it could easily be that there's no peer review is there there isn't any peer review. you know <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, there isn't not a lot of peer review now with the internet mm. um, every review getting torn to shreds but good you know, so who knows but very occasionally you hear these one off stories but they really are one off it's a surprisingly Uncorrupt industry Disappointingly so Except for PC Informer Or whatever Game no, it's not. Game Informer Are hideously corrupt Well except I have no evidence That they are corrupt Or not corrupt By the way do. I doubt they would be Although have, they wouldn't Have a I reputation have, I have the same evidence That the sun's coming up tomorrow The sun may not But i won't be surprised <laughs> Game Informer May not be corrupt but I'll be surprised. If the extremely litigious fellows at Game Informer wish to sue anyone, please sue Nick Mailer and not me because I have denied his claims. Yes. Uh, not out of fear, but out of just I don't like it when people accuse me of corruption and they're in the same industry as me. Yeah, but Game Informer isn't the so... same industry. It's like, it's like saying if you run a little deli you're in the same industry as Bernard Matthews. You know, it's, it's not... They, 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 they make factory chickens. <laughs> they they write remarkably well. It's, a, it's peculiarly well written in places. Yeah, anyway, that'll do. That'll do for now. Bye bye. Uh, chooks.